What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Heath Mullican Project, the podcast where we're helping you discover your purpose, your passion, and your possibilities. On this season of the podcast, we're talking about grief, matters of the heart, and the things in life that kind of tie us up in bondage. Right now, we're going through the book, Processing Through Grief, uh, Progressing Through Grief, and uh, today, we're going through the chapter on anxiety. Before we get started, uh, I record this today with a really uh, heavy heart. There's uh, so much um, <laughs> going on in our world, uh, but one of my really good friends uh, passed away uh, from COVID this morning, and so my my thoughts are, are on him today. I've been thinking a lot. We had a lot of great times. I, I had only really gotten to know him well in the last... Uh, six or seven months since our family moved and, and I started serving in our new church. Um, uh, but Mike was a really great man. And uh, my prayer is that uh, as I'm going through this book and going through my own journey in grief, I know that his own family, they're going to be going on the same journey. And um, I, you know, I want to join with them and walk with them and anything I can do to help them. That's what I want to do. That's what this is about. That's what this podcast is about. Uh, it's about, you know, just trying to help people. We're all trying to grow. We're all trying to be better. Uh, if we're all honest, none of us are really satisfied with who we are, where we're at. So how do we close that gap between where we are and where we want to be? That's what I want to help you do. Today we're talking about anxiety. Again, uh, highly recommend this book. Uh, you can pick it up on Amazon. There's a link there in the show notes. Um, great, great book. It's been a great help to me. But let's talk about anxiety. First, I want to read you a quote. It's an anonymous quote from the book. Very famous quote. Worrying doesn't take away tomorrow's troubles. It takes away today's peace. Uh, when we experience a loss, it can bring about a lot of insecurities. It can bring about a lot of fears. And sooner or later, those things start to bubble up to the surface. And we feel like everybody's looking at us and everybody's examining and examining us. And when you experience a loss, it kind of puts you in the spotlight. You're under the scrutiny. And that also increases our anxiety. And sometimes that causes us to overreact. Sometimes some of our fears are completely irrational. And sometimes sometimes there are things, there are, are uncertainties that absolutely 100% bother us. Again, anxiety, there's nothing, there's nothing, you know, if you're feeling anxiety, there's nothing wrong with you. Welcome to the human race. It is something we all go through. But it's when we let it spiral out of control when we let it overcome us, when we let it control our lives, that's what we want to be, uh, that's what we want to be careful uh, from. Uh, some people experience anxiety, let's say, you know, you've heard somebody, they're in a car wreck, and they they start being very particular about, you know, who their family rides with, and they're scared for their kids to ride in a car with some people and, and, or whether it's a plane or, or whatever, uh, sometimes our fears just overtake us. Um, so we gotta be, we gotta be very careful. Uh, what does, 
what are some other ways uh, uh, that anxiety kind of manifests itself? Uh, I mentioned irrational fears. Sometimes it's hypervigilance. You know, um, if, you know, every now and then there's a recall on a certain food and, man, you want to make sure your kids don't have that food and you go clear it out of your house and, you, you know, you go make sure you don't uh, have it. Uh, man, sometimes anxiety looks like panic attacks. I'd never heard of panic attacks uh, until I started dating my wife. And I started understanding and actually started to recognize when she was having one. And and I've had some myself. Uh, again, this is something that can be part of life. Some people have them, some people don't. It's how you learn to cope with them. It's how you learn to deal with them. It doesn't mean there's anything wrong with you at all. Sometimes anxiety manifests itself as nervous energy. My goodness, I've been there many, many, uh, many times. Uh, sometimes anxiety manifests itself as recurring nightmares, bad dreams, sleeplessness, uh, the fear of being alone. I still experience that. I experience that a lot. Um, and it's not, I mean, I, I talk about the fear of being alone, like in, in life, in a relationship, uh, of being alone. Uh, anxiety can lead to a lot of insecurity, man. And, and that's just the starting point, man. It just builds and builds and builds. And all these emotions we're talking about, whether, uh, you know, it, it's anger or, you know, depression or, uh, anxiety, they all work together and it, they're each on their own, very, very powerful. And that's why it's very important to be open and honest about how you're feeling, to be open and honest with people and to seek help when you're going through uh, times of grief. Uh, sometimes anxiety can cause us so much discomfort that we feel like, man, I just got to get out of this house. I just need to move. Uh, man, I, if I switch jobs, you know, I, I'd be a lot better. We try to change our um, circumstances. We try to change our situation. When what really needs to change is us. Uh, it's better to not move and deal with what you're going through. Because just because you move, wherever you move, you're still going to be there. Wherever you move, your, your emotions are still going to need to be dealt with. And so you hear it from people all the time. When you're going through a period of grief, do not make any major uh, decisions. So you just, need to, you just need to take your time when you're dealing with anxiety. What are some ways? So that's, if you're listening to this, you probably know what anxiety is. So what are some ways? Let's talk about some ways we can cope. With anxiety. Again, I'm not going to read the whole list, the author list. First thing she says is breathe, 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 and uh, some more. Again, highly recommend the Oak app. It's got some great breathing exercises. I recently got an Apple Watch, and every so often it reminds me to breathe for a minute, and it, and it actually vibrates when you're supposed to breathe in and out. And that's been a huge helpful. Like it's, there was one day it buzzed at like a really opportune time, and I'm like, man, I don't have time to do this. I'm like, what do you mean you don't have time to breathe? So I took the time and I took those deep breaths and it, and it, it really got me focused again. Um, get a massage. 
take you a hot bath, get a hot tub, sauna, something like that. Um, they can be so relaxing just because you have to take the time and you have to sit still to to enjoy them. Anxiety so many times leads to that nervous energy where you feel like you can't sit still and you feel like you can't sit down. And so if you get a massage, when you do something like that, get a massage, sit in a hot tub, a sauna, you're forcing yourself to sit still, but it's in a in a healthy way. Uh, here, you know, go for a walk. Uh, some people like to paint, uh, listen to calming music. I'm telling you, um, there there's so much research on how different musical tones will affect your brain in different ways, and you don't have to have out. You can go on uh, YouTube. And just look up, you know, soothing, soothing sounds. And man, put your headphones on. And there's, uh, you know, some playlists or some sounds that are good for concentration. Man, when I'm working and I need to go to that next level and I need to do some deep work, man, I put that music on and it helps. It helps a lot. Uh, you know, sometimes a great way to decrease your anxiety. I've had to do this. Is decrease caffeine or other stimulants i found uh there was a period where i was just you know my wife was sick and i was going 100 miles an hour and i was drinking a lot of energy drinks and i was i wasn't drinking like red bull i mean they're all somewhat bad for you i was drinking the zero calorie ones the ones that don't have sugar but still i noticed myself i was so revved up on those things, and it only increased my anxiety. Uh, sometimes a way to cope with your anxiety is to make a plan. Like if you've just experienced a crisis, make a plan and, and say, "Okay, if this happens again, or if this happens, hey, what do we do? What you know, um, you know? Let's say I, I don't know your house burns down or something like that, and, and you get you finally get into a new place, and you still." Do, you're like, okay, all right, let's come up with a better, let's come up with a plan. Let's come up with, you know, all the details of what we do if our house catches on fire. And just knowing you got a plan will help you. And then the last thing, again, I, I didn't read this whole list because uh, I want you to get the book, man. I want you to dive deep into this. It's pray for peace of mind and safety of yourself and the people you care about. That's from the book. Uh Again, man, faith is a very important part of, of my grief journey and how God's helped me through it. And I think taking that time just to reflect and pray and give control of everything over to the Lord means I already got control. But prayer helps us admit that I'm not in control. And I'm going to let God do what, what he does. What are some ways... That we can, what are some ways that our anxiety can affect others, and what are ways that others affect our anxieties? How will we navigate that? Well, anxiety is contagious. Uh, if you know, if you're in a meeting and one person is is anxious or one person gets agitated, I'm telling you, it only takes a matter of time, and it just starts. Going through the room, and if one person's agitated, then another's agitated. Uh, here's the here's so here's the thing: if you know you're dealing with anxiety, and you know that your you know person B 
is an anxious person and and it and it might kind of drive you up a wall, maybe you don't need to go hang out with them tonight. Like if you're in a bad spot, you need to avoid those people uh, who are really, really anxious. I'm just not saying you do that forever. I'm just saying there's there's a time uh, and a place for that. Um, and sometimes when, here's the thing. Dealing with anxiety, it's a process. It's not like a, you don't just snap your fingers and it's gone. But when when other people are trying to help you with your anxiety, they think it's just, okay, we're going to do this one thing, and then your anxiety is going to go. Even when you when you when your anxiety level starts lowering, it's a very slow process. Like even though anxiety can go zero to fifty in like a second, to get it to go from fifty to zero takes way longer than a second. But sometimes people they don't realize that, and they're in their uh, in their desire to help you overcome your anxiety, they're actually going to make it uh, worse. Uh, sometimes anxiety, you know, let's say, you know, you become more protective of your kids or whatever. Sometimes it's going to be met with resistance. If you try to make a lot of changes and say, you know, so-and-so was in a car wreck, so now, you, you know, you can only ride in the car with me, that's going to cause some some issues. Uh, with with your family, um, you need, also need to understand that everybody experiences things differently. So the things that you're anxious about, other people may not be anxious about them. The things that you're fearful about, other people may not be fearful about. And even though everybody just needs to get on the same page. And understand, hey, you're at you're at a level seven on your anxiety about riding in a car, and I'm at a two. And I believe, you know, this is safe. I'm riding with this person and their experienced driver, and I'm gonna wear my seatbelt. We're not going anywhere far away, and I think that's you know perfectly reasonable. Um, again, it's it's about communication. All this is about communication whether it's parent, child, or spouse to spouse, or whatever. It's about communication. That's the only way to get through all of this. And you got to explain. You got to tell people. Because here's the bad part. We don't handle this well as humans. We don't handle anxiety well. So when you're around somebody who's, who's facing an irrational fear and they're dealing with anxiety, they, they can't see where you're coming from. Because they're not there. They're in a totally different place. So it's very important for you to walk through. It's like, hey, this is what I'm feeling. This is what I'm thinking. Let's walk through this together. And when you do that, they're going to get your perspective. And also, as they're listening to you, they can under they can see maybe the where the gap is. And they can say, oh, well, you... Oh, you think this is going to happen? Oh, we're not even, we're not even doing that. Like, this is a really bad example. It's like, oh, you don't want your child to go to the zoo because you think we're gonna, they're going to fall in the tiger pit. Listen, the zoo we're going to doesn't even have tigers. 
like the zoo we're going to, it's like a petting zoo. There's like goats and donkeys and, oh, but then you understand now why, why do you think your, why do you think your kid's going to fall in tiger pit? Well, I saw it in a movie. Well, do you understand that the, the tiger pit is, anyway, so through the conversation, you just understand people better. And if you're dealing with somebody with anxiety, uh, and I've got to get better at this. Sometimes you just got to get, you just got to listen. They don't, they're not looking to be fixed. They're kind of, they almost need to hear themselves say everything. And sometimes when they hear themselves say everything and they're vocalizing this irrational fear or this thing that's causing their anxiety, when they can hear themselves say it, they're like, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. I don't need to be, I don't need to be anxious about that. This is not that big of a deal. And so just be in a listening ear for them. And the same thing for you. Uh, One of the things I'm working on is uh, a podcast course to help people start a podcast. And I 100% believe it's kind of ironic we're talking about it. I believe that starting a podcast and talking can help relieve anxiety. Even today, uh, on my way to work, I was recording another podcast. And I just heard that my friend had passed away. And it helped me deal with that anxiety. And because I was talking through. And I was saying things. And I heard myself say, I'm like, oh, okay, okay. I didn't realize I was feeling that way. So... You're feeling anxious. What are you going to do? It's okay. It's okay to feel anxious. It's okay. You feel like everything's out of control. That's okay. You feel these things building. You feel the panic attack coming on. You're okay. There's nothing wrong with you at all. You're experiencing emotions and feelings that humans have been experiencing since the very beginning. So you're not strange, you're not warped, you're not broken. You're in a good place. We just got to get you to a better place. We just got to walk you through to where you understand you don't have to live in fear. You don't have to live with anxiety. You don't have to wake up every day just wondering when's the next panic attack going to come. And and then what happens? You're worried about the panic attack and then you worry and worry and worry and you... Worry yourself into a panic attack. Anxiety is a beast, man. It's a beast. And it'll it'll play games with your mind. It'll take you places you don't want to go. It's no fun. It is no fun at all. So I encourage you, if you're really struggling with anxiety, talk to your friends. Talk to your family. Talk to a counselor. There are some wonderful medications out there that can help you uh, cope with your anxiety for a season. And I absolutely believe in that. I would love to hear from you. You can email me at heath.mullican at gmail.com. If you let me know, Heath, I'm really struggling with this, man. I want to pray with you. I, I can help you find, you know, find a counselor near you. Whatever you need, that's what I'm here to do. You're not on this journey alone. And maybe you just wait, been waiting for somebody to say, hey, I'll, I'll go on this journey with you. Well, here I am. So my prayer for you today is whatever's making you anxious, whatever loss or uncertainty, that God would give you peace. 
that in the midst of the chaos that is happening inside of you, that nervous energy, everything, that the breath of God would breathe into you and you would just be able to take a deep breath and know that everything's going to be okay. That you would know that you're not alone, that you were created for a purpose and he that began a good work in you is going to bring it about into completion. And he's not finished with you. He's not finished with you. And he wants you at your very, very best. So thank you for listening to the podcast. There's only a few more chapters in progressing through grief. I'm excited to to, to see how this ends. And I appreciate your support. Again, buy the book. The link's in the show notes. And uh, we'll finish it, finish it strong. But uh, thank you so much. God bless. And we'll see you soon.